Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Morang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this glorious... Tuesday in the Rose City. Nice little, nice little February day going on here. It was, it was, uh, it was very cold this morning. You know, I know. I left the house in shorts. Well, my my temperature in my car said thirty seven. Ain't that, ain't that an issue for you? Guess who feels bad? Mm. Not this guy. I was going to the gym. Not this guy. Going to the gym. Not this guy. Hey, uh, we got the. Inaugural Fan Winter Golf Classic coming up at X-Golf Tualatin X-Golf Vancouver two weeks from today. From today even. February 27th, 4 p.m. round at X-Golf Tualatin. Sold out. Noon round is filling up fast at X-Golf Vancouver. You can choose from, uh, well, now just one. Um, round. <laughs> you can choose from either noon or 4 p.m. round at X Golf Vancouver. Uh, you and I will be out there. Isaac and Suk will be out broadcasting live. Winning threesomes will get a free foursome in the 10th annual Fan Golf Classic. Last place, you get free golf lessons because you suck at golf. Mm. All golfers. Can I participate in this? Uh, what, uh, being bad at golf? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can okay. set you up with that. Uh, all golfers going to be playing historic Pebble Beach Golf Course on the State of the Art Sims. Uh, you've got food. Victorico's going to be out there. Pearl Catering, we Urban Restaurant so Group. Food. Let's get it. Go to 1080thefan.com for more information. Sign your threesomes up now at 1080thefan.com. Fan Winter Golf Classic, two days or two weeks from today. Out at X-Golf Vancouver, X-Golf Twalton. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. A grand old time. Uh, basketball season started yesterday. We figured it out. Super Bowl ended. Is that what happened? Basketball started. Mm. I think that's how it went. Yeah. Mm. I mean, well, I think for Blazer fans, we're going to go that route. 50 plus games in the season. We're going to, yeah, but we're going to go that route. And last night, what a hell of a way to uh, start this unofficial start of the season. Good Lord, Victor Wimbanyama. He had a 27 point, 14 rebound. 10-block triple-double last night. Yeah, and he did it in 28 minutes. Holy guacamole. 28 minutes. 28 
bleeping minutes. And I don't think we are talking about Victor Wembanyama in the sense that we should. Well, they're terrible. Because they're bad and there's no other veterans on this team. That was their 11th win last night. Yes. They're 11 and 43. They're they're only four wins behind the Trailblazers. You can say that out loud. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like so. Like, there's. It's going to be interesting to see how the stretch of this season goes. But this is not. I, I'm going to say it. He's having a season, a first year, one of, if not the best ever. Well, he is. He's entering like this rarefied air already as a as a rookie. Because if you think of, there have only been four guys who have got recorded a triple double as a rookie. Mm-hmm with 10 blocks associated mm-hmm. with it. They are Mark Eaton, That's who's awesome. seven foot four and one of the best shot blockers. Honestly, he might be the best shot blocker of all time, but his career was just so short. Ralph Sampson, who again, seven foot three, if I remember right. And David Robinson, seven foot one, who is the Admiral who came in as a rookie, but wasn't a air quotes rookie because he served three years in the Navy. He did it. Uh, t- three times his rookie year. Mm-hmm. And so now if you look at it, there have only been six times ever that it's happened, a 10-block triple-double by a rookie. Four of them have been by San Antonio Spurs. Not too bad. <laughs> Turns out generational big man, and, and you, super helpful. You mentioned you know David Robinson you know, going and serving in the Navy because he played at Navy. Mm-hmm. Both Mark Eaton and Ralph Sampson were four-year college Jeez. guys, too. Victor Wendyama is what nineteen just, or just, 20, 20 years old. Twenty, yeah. He's twenty years and forty days old, yeah. which makes him the 30, youngest to do it. Thirty-seven days older than than Scoot. Well, the youngest, and that's the youngest person ever to have a ten-block mm-hmm. triple-double because Shaq was the youngest at twenty-three. Like, truly, he's twenty years old, barely twenty years old, yeah. and he's doing stuff that very few people have ever done. And that, like, when you're starting to talk about like Hakeem Olajuwon territory because the 27 points in the 14 rebounds to go along with that, that's like Olajuwon doing that with five assists as well. And this is the thing. Do we see Victor Wimbanyama get a quadruple double, quadruple double? Because last night he had five assists to go along with all of that. You mentioned it. 28 minutes he played. 27, 14, 10, and 5. Do we see Wimbanyama get a quadruple-double at some point in his career? Yes. And I, I'd argue he may be a guy who gets a quintuple-double. You think he gets the steals, too, if he plays 48 minutes in a playoff game? I mean, his his ability right now, his I was looking at Rudy Gobert's Defensive Player of the Year uh, award a couple years ago. Um, steals and blocks. Stocks combined. Um Wemby through I want to say it was through forty two games had more steals and blocks than than Rudy Gobert did in his defensive player his last defensive player of the year win he, well through forty two this games. was a this was last week but the two leaders in steals for rookies were Victor Wembanyama and Tumani Kamara Tumani yeah those those two each had and that was when they were both at fifty one mm-hmm. but leading the NBA in steals as a rookie is a seven foot. How tall is he? Six, seven foot. Well, technically, he's listed as seven two, I believe, but he's seven five. Good lord! He's and he's every bit of seven five. He's seven foot five inches in leading NBA's rookies in steals. That's wild. The insane thing is when you look at 
historically the most impactful rookies we've ever seen. In my lifetime, there are two players. LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal. Particularly when you talk about the physicality of those two guys, you look at the, the insanity of this, okay? So what makes Wemby so ridiculous is the per 36 numbers because there's only he's played 48 games so far this year. He's missed five games that they've, they've sat him out. One, he rolled an ankle in, and the rest have been injury management on back-to-backs. One of those was in Portland, so I don't get to see him once. Boo. But he, on average, plays 28 minutes a night. They don't play him 30-plus minutes. So he's having this insane production. In, like, if you look at his per-game stats, Victor Wembanyama is averaging 20 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.1 steals, 3.2 blocks. So that's 4.3 stocks, okay? Nobody else ever is doing that. Nobody. Ever. Already in his per-game stats. You go to his per-36 stats, LeBron James averaged 19 a game. Shaquille O'Neal averaged 22 a game. Wembenyama's 26 a game. You go to rebounds. LeBron only averaged 5 per-36. Shaq, bum. What a bum. Okay, Shaq, 13.2. Wemby, 12.7. Assists, 5.4 for LeBron. 1.8 for Shaq, four for Wemby. Steals, one and a half for LeBron, 0.7 for Shaq, one and a half for Wemby. Blocks, 0.7 for LeBron, 3.4 for Shaq, four for Wemby. Wemby in the per 36 categories wins everything except for assists and rebounds. And with, in assists, he blows Shaq out of the water. And in rebounds, he blows Le- LeBron James out of the water. So you talk about the actual impact. Not only that, the, the efficiency significantly more efficient than LeBron James was. Trails Shaq, but also Wemby can hit threes and free throws. What are his numbers kind of compared to, like, Hakeem Olajuwon, though? Because that is the one that you sit there, and the the big, who is a a scorer, a passer, a rebounder, can block shots. Like, Hakeem was able to do everything. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I've got Hakeem on here on, on, on this list now. Uh... Hakeem is 21 points, 12 rebounds, so and this is per 36. Uh, Wemby beats him out in those. He beats him out in assists. He beats him out in blocks. He beats him out in st- – he beats him in everything in per 36. And in per by game – like how, By how much, though? I mean, is it uh, is it like comparable re- reba- because – Yes, rebounds, it's yeah. one per game. Assists, okay. it's two and a half. Steals, That's it's .3. It's blocks, it's one and a half. Wow. So – and then in per game, they're almost identical. Per game, that's 20.6 to 20.4 points per game. Rebounding, it's 11.9 to 10.2. Assists, uh, Wemby has them doubled up. Steals, it's the same. Blocks, it's uh, half a block a game. Can Okay. Will How much can he add to his frame, though? Because he's 20 years old. You don't want to add it too they, quickly. They don't want to add anything frame. other than maybe at most 10 pounds because what makes him so good? Is his mobility and his fluidity and the, the the amount he's already spending the LeBron James million dollars a year on his body, and he was doing that at seventeen. Yeah, and the, the the thing about him is he I watched him warm up and it was insane. This the mobility and flex guys that big are never this flexible. When he sat down with his feet out straight in front of him, ankles together like you're you know, you're gonna you know uh, sit and reach. Decent. He yeah he did that, and I'm not kidding. His ribs were on top of his knees. That's the kind of mobility and flexibility he has in his hips. I think Marilyn Manson. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Isn't that what he tried to do? No, that's the kind of mobility he has. The flexibility. They they don't want to add. And everybody's like, oh, he's going to get bullied around. I've watched guys try to bully him. 
And you know what he does? He gets knocked back, and then he's seven foot five with an eight foot plus standing reach. He still blocks your shot. It doesn't matter. So the whole like, well, he's too skinny. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I'm just saying over the course of because his entire career mm-hmm. has been managed minutes, games yep. played, all of that. His his career has not been subscribed to the American way of AAU playing all season long. Yeah. Greg Oden they, they wearing your body, body down. Perfectly. They have always limited how much action he takes, and this is like the one thing that you look at with a guy like that is, all right, can you take the punishment of 82 games for a decade? And so far, it looks like it's totally fine. He had the the one uh, rolled ankle where a, a ball boy got too close, and he stepped, I think it was a ball boy on the baseline, and that won't ever happen again in San Antonio. I promise you that because it was funny. When they came here, I was standing on the baseline when they got when they were warming up when he came out, and their security and, and PR staff started like a circle like near us and just started like walking every few minutes like as he was getting ready to come out, kind of like walking us away, creating this bubble around him. I'm not kidding. Like we all – all of us, all of, all of the, the Portland media kind of noticed, like, this whole thing. Like They probably listened to the show and were like, there's that Moran guy. He's a serial killer. We've heard it on his radio show. But in all seriousness, they, they, they treat him and protect him to the umpteenth level. It is insane. Crazy. But all of that is to say he's different. In this, it, like, this is his, his 20-year-old season. What does this guy look like at 26, 27? That's he, with a better team around him, too. With a better team around him, some of the numbers might actually go down because he won't be bailing other people well, out if as you much. Look, you look at his, like, his field goal attempts and stuff like that per game, he's taking 16, which Shaq took I'm not 16. talking about shooting. I'm talking about on the defensive side oh, of the yeah. ball and rebounding and stuff like oh, that God. where it's like – he kind of has to do everything. They have Sohan, who is scrappy, and will mm-hmm. clean up some of that. But the team around him is so bad. Yeah, he's re- he his recovery for those guys is, and they've they've moved him to center after wild. playing him at power forward for the first like twenty five games of the season. Was Zach Collins kind of helping him out? Since they moved him to center, his numbers have skyrocketed, hmm. and what it looks like for him kind of going forward. Everybody wants to talk about who's next, who's going to be this, can somebody, like, who's the, who, because right now it's a genuine question. Who's LeBron James and who's Steph Curry going to hand off to? Is it Giannis? Is it Jokic? Wemby's the guy, in my opinion. Wemby, Wemby is the next face of the league, and it's going to be the first international face of the league that they've ever had. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Okay, we've got uh, some news on the Seattle Seahawks. We haven't got to the big news out of the weekend from Seattle But there's bigger news that could be looming on Friday, next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this is danny and dusty on the odyssey app and portland's sports leader 1080 the fan fair warning i may have committed a cardinal sin i went into the kitchen here at Odyssey Portland, and they have brownies, and I ate a brownie. 
So I may be on the moon in like 45 minutes, but I don't think so. It was, it was community brownies in there. It was it was open, but I don't, uh, I think that Like is... you would put that past us? No, no, I don't yeah. at all. There's just, so it's just fair warning. Mm. Fair warning. If things if things get squirrely and like... You have some Gagnum style coming half, on? If it's a half hour from now and uh, I'm not making... I'm making less sense than there, normal. There you go. There we go. If I'm making less sense than normal, then uh, I ate a brownie in that in that break room. But hey, let's play let's, let's play some Russian roulette with the old uh, the kitchen food here. Yeah, I, I would say that that's always the case unless it's unless it's uh, packaged. We'll find out. Uh, but even then, if it's packaged, you give, might give me a half hour. <laughs> we'll see. There were some there were some cookies that were in here that I wondered. Have you seen the? There's like a meme that says this is. It's like at a white elephant gift, mm. and this is it's brownie roulette where half of the brownies have laxatives, half of the oh. brownies have weed, and they're like it's it's gonna hit good you time one, or bad time. It's gonna hit you one way or the other. Oh no! Yeah, that I is, would do that so fast. I know you would. I know you. would. I wouldn't. No. What I if wouldn't. What if you ate two and it was one of each? Woo! <laughs> that would be so bad. The worst. The worst high ever. Oh man, that'd be terrible. That'd be terrible. Uh, big week for the Seahawks. Mm. It was it was pretty stunning to see last week. Early in the week, you had Ryan Grubb introducing himself to the uh, was it the Crimson Elephant Club as a, he said, "I am the offensive coordinator." Yeah, we for, talked about it for your Alabama Crimson Tide. They were like, "Woo, roll tide!" By late Friday night, there were pictures of a there, there's a bar named Dino's near the VMAC, the practice facility, yes, in, up in Seattle. And there and were pictures circulating of Mike McDonald, Ryan Grubb, and a Seahawks, John fan. Schneider, all having beers at this place. And they're like, uh, that's so awesome! It is awesome. Just having beers, talking ball, you mm-hmm. know, just having beers and talking ball. And by Saturday, Ryan Grubb was. The offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. Interesting. So the man flew back from Alabama to Seattle. Nobody got the tail number on that one, huh? No, no, nobody was tracking mm-hmm. that one. But they have. They now have their offensive coordinator. Things do look set, and they have a direction. And now you have the 16th overall pick. And they went very young across the board with that entire staff. Was it something we wondered they were going to do? In a six-year contract mm-hmm. for um, for Mike McDonald, they're going to give him a, a runway mm-hmm. where he's going to be able to go through. His peaks and valleys as a young head coach, and that leads some stuff. everybody to kind of when you hire Ryan Grubb, when you have a young staff and a new direction moving forward, does this all signal that the Seahawks are going to go quarterback Michael Penix in the draft at sixteen? And will Michael Penix Jr. be there for them to draft? Complicating this is Friday's a big day for the Seahawks. Mm. On Friday, they either need to release. Or fully guarantee $12.7 million for Geno Smith. So you hire your offensive Risky. coordinator this weekend. And you have a week to go, Geno or no? Geno or no Geno? And that it, that's a big question for the Seahawks because new scheme, Geno did Gino did very well. Yes. And I, I think that he does not get enough credit for keeping the Seahawks relevant. This was remember they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NFL two mm-hmm. years ago, and he took them to the playoffs. Playoffs, and yeah, then, there's a little bit of a regression this year with some injuries and and well, just stuff in general that happens. But Geno Smith kept them relevant. Shane, Shane Waldron, Shane Waldron, the JSN Chicago. The JSN clip was bad. Wasn't that great? Wasn't great, Bob. Are we live? Are we live? We're live. 
<laughs> also, shout out to the host for saying, nah, we're not live. You no, can say whatever right. you want. Yeah. Say whatever you want. We're recording, though. But <laughs> you have his his contract gets fully guaranteed on Friday, Geno's does. And then if he's on the roster on March 18th, he gets a $9.6 million roster bonus. But if he's released before Friday, you you have a $17 million cap hit. If you do the math on that, you're either going to be paying Geno Smith $22 million if you keep him through March 18th, the draft is at the end of April, or you're going to be signaling we're going to go young at quarterback. What do you do if you're Seattle in this situation right now? Uh, there's two different trees you can go down because staying with Geno probably gives you a better chance to get off to better footing. Even if though, even though he's not the, a great quarterback, he's reliable, and you know what you have in him. Having a known quantity at quarterback is a viable option because it allows you to get your footing, even if he's not your guy going forward. Because if you reset and you go young, there's no guarantee that guy is even as good as Geno Smith. Which, in reality, unless you're a can't-miss guy, I would say that most quarterbacks drafted, the staggering majority of them, are not as good as Geno Smith. I'm has say, been the last two years. I think what the Seahawks do on Friday is they do pick up Geno Smith's. They keep him on the roster. They and pick go, up the 12.7. And go you, get a young You go and you get, whether it's Penix at 16 or or whatever you do, because the the cold reality of Michael Penix Jr. is he has had four season-ending injuries. Yep. And that's the reason why his draft stock is anywhere from top 12 to the third round to literally out of the draft. And if you look at where he didn't get touched. People, we, we don't talk about this enough, how good that damn offensive line was. It, it Best O-line in the country for the, the award. For, yeah, they won the damn award. They had one of the best tackles in uh, Fautanu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Rosengartner, Rosengarten, Rosengartner, the <laughs> rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Rosengarten, who also, he's going to the combine. Indeed. Your offensive line won the Joe Moore Award for being the best O-line in the nation Your offensive year. line coach is superb. Was. He was upright, and he had weapons galore. The ball came out quick. He wasn't getting touched up all that much, and even this year, we saw he got hurt this year. Mm-hmm. He was able to play through it. With all of those things taken into consideration, I don't think it's that slam dunk that, hey, they're going to just move on from Geno and roll forward. I think you got to kind of see what you have in in Michael Penix if that's going to be the guy you draft at 16. They've got other holes they got to fill too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got some big question marks that they need to to fill in your offensive line. It ain't winning any awards in Seattle. No, you Is got it two bad good tackles, but no, you, they you, were got hurt this yeah, year. They got banged up and the interior of the offensive line definitely needs some help. You just got find so maybe it's Drew Locke. You you roll with Drew Locke and you say just throw the ball to DK. Well, I think that there's an opportunity for Seattle to draft one of those positions of need, whether it's an edge guy and go, uh, you know, hopefully the Florida State kid falls to you, or you could go uh, take a run depending on how his doctor stuff works with uh, Latu Latu out of uh, UCLA. And you can take that quarterback in the second round because I think there's there's a good chance that Penix and Bo Nix, they're still around later on because you can get everyone, in the second or third. Right. Everyone seems to be beating the J.J. McCarthy drum. Well, J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix, it's a similar style of play. I would go with Nix. Could that be biased from watching all the Oregon games and not watching every single Michigan game? Yeah, totally. 
But I do think that there are going to be quality quarterbacks because it's such a deep class. You can get them in the second or third round, and you might not have to spend that big pick right away. And what what if the Seahawks went and traded for Justin Fields? I'd die. <laughs> Patriots are rumored to be in that mix now too. Patriots and Steelers are the two favorites right now. You move down. You, you can move down to three. Well, Steelers are also in on Russell Wilson too. Apparently. Hmm. Hmm. Well, and I what, think you could. No. Where's the other conversation too with Geno Smith of? Because it's such a deep draft class and because there are going to be multiple quarterbacks that could possibly be on the move. I mean, even Kirk Cousins could be on the move. Maybe you don't pick him up on Friday and you try and sign him back for less later because there are going to be less and less teams that are willing to take a look at Geno Smith because he doesn't have the name value or the star value of these other players. And you can get him at a at a discount. You can get him at a discount, but at the same token... It's a risk. You 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 tell the guy, hey, we appreciate everything you've done for us, but we don't want to pay you $12 million when Patrick Mahomes' cap number is $58 million this year. No, 100%. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you're not winning a Super Bowl with Geno Smith. No, 100%. But $12 million is a bargain yeah, for a starting for, quarterback. Yeah, for in, sure. In the, well, $21 million would be his official number, or $22 million would be his official number his because he's, number. Got that, he's got that $9.6 million roster bonus coming his mm-hmm. way. Um, it, March eighteenth. This is it's a it's a prickly decision that John Schneider needs to to make here. Come Friday, as it pertains to the fields, uh, within the hour, the Steelers have gone from plus sixteen hundred to trade for for Justin Fields to minus one twenty five. Well, if you are holy swing, if you are Pittsburgh, you are you're either giving up what. The twentieth overall pick, twenty fifth, twenty fifth. Is that but, where they're drafting? No, I'm 25th? sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was. I got it. Green I got Bay's at twenty five. They're they're saying the uh, the second round pick, number fifty two. Okay, that would go to to uh, the Bears. Which for Chicago? God, give me a second round pick or Justin Fields. Okay. Uh, I think that's a good deal for Pittsburgh. I think it's a good deal for Pittsburgh. If you get if you give up a second round pick and you get your starting quarterback for him on a ro- on a rookie scale deal, for even if it's for year. a year, but even if it's for a year, you'll take it. Mm. Justin Fields is not as broken as you think he is. He's not as great as some people want. Like people think, like he could be like the next Patrick. Mon- no, he's not that. But he's not garbage. He isn't garbage. His offensive line was trash. They were dog doo doo this year. I do not. He want. got beat up. I do not want. They had one offensive lineman who was worth a damn, and he was a rookie. He, he was a really good run blocker. Run blocker. Uh. <laughs> it was sub subpar pass blocker. And uh, was it Donnell Wright? Yeah. The, he also has issues pick. going through his reads. Yeah. Look, if he who the uh, Fields? Yes. Yes. If he turns I think into good, a dude, I'll, I'll here, gladly grow. Going I just through don't his, buy it. hold on. Going through his reads. One, we don't know his progressions, and two, when you're getting touched up as much as he is, you'd be having troubles keeping your eyes downfield too. Right. But my, <laughs> but my issue with it is, if you are Justin Fields and you're having, you're getting touched up, you should be running more, and that's not what he was doing. Yeah, he and was turtling. What was that? Paralysis by analysis was that coaching Correct. was Fair. it? I mean, there's there's a lot of Fair. factors here, and this is this is the thing about you, your situation and where you are. It means so damn much to how your career sorts itself out, 
And if Chicago can't get it right on the offensive line, and that's why I was stunned that they kept Eber, Eberflus this year. Do Eberflus? Do Eberflus, mm. as you call him. If you are, I was shocked because of the fact that you need, if you, if it's Caleb Williams, you need a fresh start and new coach. If you are, <laughs> if you are uh, Eberflus holding on to him, you're not resetting anything. Anything, and that's the thing with the Bears that they didn't that they didn't make a clean cut between all of this. I don't get it. Yeah, it's all very dumb. All dumb. Uh, coming up next is our worst day on the web. It's a good news, bad news situation, but something has been resolved. But first, here's Will with a sports on update. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for today's Worst Day on the Web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, it starts out as bad news, and it turns into good news, and it's kind of, well, good news for everybody, but, you know, maybe a couple people got arrested. A couple weeks back, the Jackie Robinson statue that sits out in front of the uh, Negro League Museum was cut at the ankles and stolen. It is a it was about a six-and-a-half, seven-foot-tall copper statue that was stolen and originally was thought, well where it was stolen from, you start drawing lines and it feels like it's pretty hate crimey. Yeah, and the good news is that uh, what police in which and this is in Wichita, Kansas, Indeed. it's like a, we're League 42, it's like a youth baseball program, mm-hmm. um, is they, they're saying that they have no information saying that no information leads them to believe this is hate motivated, which is good news out of out of the whole thing. Bad news is that the state uh, the statue is made mainly out of copper, so it sounds like tweakers did it to try and get the copper out of it. Well, that would, would make sense because they rolled up on the position that the statue was in, and it was burnt to hell. Like they tried to melt it down, but melt, melt the copper down it, in a trash can in another park. Yeah, it turns out you can't just I don't know throw a statue in a trash can and, and turn it to smell. Was it not under our bridge yeah. over here? <laughs> no, not no, over it wasn't. Here. No, it wasn't no, that group. Stayed local. No. Stayed local yeah. in Kansas. Didn't travel. Did not travel. Sisterhood of the traveling statue. That's right. They they found it uh, je- actually just a couple of miles from where they took it, and they're looking for more people. But it sounds like they have the main suspect uh, in custody, and they're looking for three others because mm-hmm. they got video. That is a massive. If this tweaker's like, nah, I did it by myself. Mm-hmm. Well, like no, you didn't, dude. Well, I will say, tweaker strength is real. <laughs> it's a real thing. Just dragging it out right along. Yeah. Goodness gracious! But while the the statue is is beyond repair, um, donations were facilitated right out of the gate, and over three hundred thousand dollars was donated. The statue is valued That's at seventy five thousand. Really which, cool. Again, a lot of copper. Um, but beyond that, even the donations that were sent in, Major League Baseball has now stepped in and said, and they are going to cover it. 
That is awesome. So and now they get to keep the donations that were sent in, and they get to recover or uh, replace the statue with the good. Well, this is not good news. The original artist is dead. However, the mold for the original piece Remains. still exists, so they can recast it. Good. That's really good. Will's laughing because the good news not being somebody. You dead. started it off with good news. Good news. Well, somebody's good, dead. Not good news. He's dead. Like in your brain, you're like, he's dead. He's I should, dead. but I should say good news. Yeah. Good news is we can get the same statue back. We can get it back. What well, if you made a bunch of them? I wonder if for $300,000, this Little League can get better uniforms than Major League Baseball. Have you seen the new baseball <sighs> MLB uniforms? The one that's leading the way is, unfortunately, my Cardinals. The Well, Nike and Fanatics. Fanatics well, they're putting out... I, I saw a big... The like, Nike Vapor jersey, which is... It's not... It looks... It's tacky, cheesy, cheesy crappy. It looks it looks like something you order off Timu. The replica jerseys that... And somebody did like a, a mashup of like... They used George Kirby's of the mm-hmm. authentic and the replica. And then what the replicas from last year look like. Because, you know, we have levels of jerseys yes. that you can buy. There's like the actual game-worn style, which yeah. are very expensive. They're very nice, can-stitch kind of a deal. Well, what they ended up doing was jacking up the prices on the replicas. Mm-hmm. And they're basically just pressed on numbers. like, And it's not layered. It just looks like cheaply done. And they jacked up the prices on them, too. Yep. The, so the Little League, hopefully, can get better uniforms than that. Yeah, and on the Cardinals side, because they have one of the original jersey designs the cardinals name stitching was stitched into individual letters that were you know cross stitched on the authentic ones yes and and on the on the inside of the letters like it had like it wasn't just um glued on or 3d yeah well the 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 c the a like it was cross stitched inside the letters it gave it was made it you know rise above yeah now they're Sounds pretty cool. Well, now they are cross-stitched, but they're patches that are just put on. Oh. So it looks tacky as hell. They just right. they just released them earlier from, from Cardinals camp, and they look awful. And the, uh, the Dodgers, they released theirs, or the media got a hold of theirs. The Dodger white is not Dodger white anymore. Oh. Off-white? It, yeah. It's, it's bad. Oh, no. Look. I am a I am a swoosh bag through and through. I am wearing literal head to toe Nike. Well, right now. they've done a great job with the NBA. They've done a fantastic job with the NFL. They have botched Major League Baseball. No, I'd, I'd say they screwed up the NBA ones too. The city adjustments suck. And not only that, they've changed the but, fundamental, like the home colors for the Lakers. The Lakers aren't gold anymore. They're highlighter yellow. I have heard that the, with the city additions, though, that was more the league wanting new ones every two years, right? And so. There's only so many designs you can do. What they should do is, if you have a city edition, you should not change the Vice City Never. Miami Heat no. ones. Like, I know you hate Miami. No, those jerseys with, are absolute bangers. They are awesome. The original Vice City jersey is, is, it might be the best city jersey that exists. But you can't redo it every, like the Heat Culture ones they have this oh, year God, are, are just atrocious. bad. We had the... The Blazers Rip City ones with a little bit of plaid this year. I, I thought they were really good. Those are good. Yeah. But the Oregon Trail ones, the topography map... The brown ones, that yeah. That was not And when you hear the good. the actual story behind those, you're like, ugh, not great, Bob. Uh, the Lakers pyramid text is a disaster. Yeah, they, they've... They, they've botched, particularly the yeah. Lakers jerseys in general. Most of them have not been good. Yeah, you've got... But their gear has done... They've done a good job with the gear for the NBA, I think, is, is Oh, yeah, no, the, yeah, no, for... 
absolute certain that's. I hate this. I hate this. Bad look for Nike. Bad look. And Nike, especially Nike, putting the swoosh on baseball jerseys on the chest is awful. Put it on the sleeve. Put it on the sleeve. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. What are we doing? We're out thinking the rules. Baseball's not supposed to be like that. Uh Uh-uh. So, yeah. Uh, Statue recovered. Statue recovered. Not good, but they can get a new one. They got all the money. MLB's taken care of. That kind of wraps that up. And they need better uniforms. And they they need better uniforms. Dave, Uh, two for one there. There you go. like that. All right, coming up, a little bit of an announcement, and maybe we can uh, get some of your help as listeners to help send a bunch of underprivileged and... uh, Folks that wouldn't otherwise be able to attend a Blazers game, come up here. Yeah, if you don't have, if you have a soul, listen next. Yes, Danny and Dusty, 10 and 50. All right, we're going to take a, a little little detour here real quick for something that's uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've been at Blazers Edge, or I've been a part of Blazers Edge for a very long time, over a decade now. Um, one of the coolest things that, we're, that we've done there over the years, and shout out Dave Deckard for always organizing this, is Blazers Edge Night. And that is coming up here very quickly as the Blazers take on the Atlanta Hawks uh, coming up. And the and Blazers Edge right now needs uh, 450 tickets Oof. more to accommodate all of the requests. They have to turn people away every year. For those that don't know, Blazer's Edge, through donations, has a night every year where they send 1,000, 1,100, 1,200, 1,300 people to Blazer's games. These are all underprivileged individuals who otherwise would not have a chance to go to a basketball game. These are those kids that get to go once in their life. And it is tear-jerking happy level of fun to see these kids. I'm, I've been at these games, I want to say probably a half dozen times where I've been had a chance to go up in the crowd and watching people go up to Dave and thank him. All of the group coordinators and all the youth groups and youth opportunities and uh, outreach communities and everything that, do, that that go on and do this is absolutely it's it just rips your heart out. So if you have the opportunity They need 450 more tickets. They range in price from $12 to $23. You can buy one. You can buy all of them. Whatever you want to do. If you can help, please do. You can go to my Twitter account. You can go to the 1080 Twitter account. You can go to the Danny and Dusty Twitter account. You can go to Dusty's Twitter account. All of them have 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 my tweet been retweeted onto there. There's a link at the bottom of that account that you can go to. You can go to blazersedge.com, and right there on the homepage will be Blazers Edge Night. You can go right there and click on the link, and it'll take you directly to a Trailblazers site that has everything locked in, and you can purchase however many tickets. If you can afford to buy one, please do. If you can afford to buy 10, please do. Um, this this is how it always goes. As we get closer to it, there's a lot of people, and there's never been a year that we've, that we've been able to not set up to do what we wanted to do. So please, if you have the opportunity, go to Twitter, go to BlazersEdge.com, either one, click the link in either in the article or the, on the bottom of my tweet, and you can go there and help facilitate that now. Uh, if you're wondering how fast you can do it, I just bought a couple of tickets right now. It's very quick. It's very easy. It's very simple. It is very, very simple to do. So Actually, I, I lied. I'm not done, quite done yet. I just need to type in the city that I live in, and I'm done. Done. Ding. Look at that. Easy as can be. Appreciate you. Just buddy. did it right there. Uh, uh, have a heart. Yeah, it's a very, very simple thing. It's a very, very cool thing. And I, I think one thing that we do is, you know, if you have the opportunity to go to games, then like we we also we always get lost in like, hey, 
I can go to a game whenever I want. There's a lot of kids in the area that don't have that option no. and don't get to go to games. I think that's a really cool part about this, and I, I love this every single year. And but, you can uh, hear them. When they are in there that night, yeah. it, it is, you can hear <laughs> this, this overwhelming just roar from children during the game. That's and cool. it's, it's, I told you before, one of my favorite things every night to every game I go to is I, I will stand at the entrance where the, where the team comes out for their warm-ups because I'll talk to guys as they come out on the floor. And as they're getting ready to go back into the locker room before the game is you have all the kids lined up on the rails. And I'll just watch the guys sign autographs. And you can see kids who are there for their first time. And it is the way they light up, the way that they like, this is the thing that you remember really for the cool. rest of your life. I, I, without naming her, I had a friend from middle school who was a giant NAI Pacers fan. But she was a Blazers fan, too. And... For multiple years, she kept going because the Pacers only come to town once. She kept going and buying tickets uh, on the visitor sideline tunnel to meet Reggie Miller. Eventually, he remembered her over the course of a couple different times, and he gave her her his headband, her his jersey, and his finger sleeves. Oh, that's cool. She's forty-one years old, and she still talks about it. <laughs> okay, so if you have the opportunities to kind of go do this. This is the thing. It, it's a very look. I know the way the economy is right now, and you can't afford it. It's okay. Don't, I put don't it. Feel guilty. If you're watching on the YouTube as well, I know Eric just asked, uh, "What if you don't have Twitter?" I just put the link in the YouTube chat as well. Perfect. On, on where you can go and buy tickets. So go to YouTube.com/slash 1080AMTheFan, and that link is right there as well. You can go ahead and buy tickets for this. It's a really cool event. It's awesome that they that Blazers Edge does it every year, and the Blazers are such a big partner in it um, in helping get kids to the game. So uh, anything you can do, it's yep. awesome. All right, we will be back in hour number three. Where we, will, we will reset ESPN, and uh, the, the television networks are set to have a new college football playoff deal, but there's somebody holding it up. Who could it be? Danny and Dusty, Danny and Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.